Welcome to Redefining Reality, where we live at the intersection of wellness, business, and the birth of a global tribe. So relax your body-mind, open your heart, and recognize that we are the ones we've been waiting for. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Reality. I am your host, Brian Hardy, holistic nutritionist and wellness advisor. And today we've got a good one. We've always got a good one. But today was a fun one. I got to do it in person as I always prefer. And it just lined up so, so perfectly. I love when life just lines things up for you. And you can sort of surrender into the flow of that. And uh, what comes out of it is usually better than anything that I could have ever planned or created or, you know, consciously controlled my way into. So many blessings for the miracle of life. Yes, 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 yes. This episode is brought to you by life. The one that you've been given. <laughs> Anywho, I'm, uh, I'm having too much fun here with this introduction. But this podcast, well, I'll get to more about this podcast in just a second. But before we get into that, a quick little note from some of the supporters or some of the ways that you can support if this is making a difference for you, if this is making you uh, more empowered, feeling good, connecting you to knowledge and to inspiration and to um, ways of life that you otherwise wouldn't have been connected to and you want to pay back, then just check out some of these link some of these sponsors that for really, really good stuff um, that I use, that I believe in, that I promote. And the first one of those is Perfect Keto. These are exogenous ketones and keto-friendly products, right? So they make a keto collagen, they make a keto matcha latte, uh, they make the exogenous ketones, which are fantastic and which I very much benefit, benefited from having just finished up a three-day uh, modified fasting-mimicking diet. Uh, really, really cool stuff, and I'll have more st more content coming out on that in the future. Um, but it's a way to fast without totally water fasting to get a lot of the same benefits. And ketones in that scenario really, really help with energy, with brain uh, function, with clarity, and for kicking you deeper into ketosis. So Perfect Keto is fantastic. If you go to brianhardy.ca forward slash Oliver, which is where you'll find the notes for this episode with my buddy Oliver Menelez, you can find uh, the little picture there. Click the picture. It'll take you through to the Perfect Keto website. You get 10 bucks off. Plus, they had some pretty sweet sales running recently. They might still be running those. And uh, you can just pop on over there and get yourself some keto-friendly goodness. So that's that. We've also, as always, got Audible holding it down on the podcast. You know, audiobooks are fantastic. They truly are fantastic. And they allow you to turn what would otherwise be a, you know, kind of a waste of time, whether you're just stuck in traffic or you're shopping for groceries or whatever, into uh, 
to learn amazing things, to learn history, to learn a language, to have your mind and your imagination taken to another place through the power of storytelling and the power of the spoken word. And so audibletrial.com forward slash Brian Hardy is where you can find a free trial. You can try the service absolutely free. You get to keep the audiobook even if you don't continue on after the 30 days. Um, and I couldn't be happier with the service they provide and with the life-changing information and authors and stories that I've been blessed to hear through that service. So that is that. And uh, for today's episode with my friend, as mentioned, Oliver Manelez, 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 Manelez. Um, we talk about a lot of stuff. Oliver is a coach. He's a yoga teacher, uh, although he doesn't teach much yoga anymore. And he's an entrepreneur. He's had quite the past, quite the history. Um, and he's just a great listener and just noticer and uh, asker of deeper questions. And was really, really helpful to me at a time a few months back when I was trying to weigh the options. I was trying to make it a head-based decision on what to do next in life, in business. And he really helped reflect to me what was true, you know, what was true for me and what made sense for me and what felt aligned. Um, and it's been incredibly valuable. So when I had the chance to sit down with him and get this podcast for you guys, which we also did as a Facebook Live, which I'll also link to on the blog, um, I was I was totally totally just you know filled with joy. It was fantastic. We had a great time. We joked around. We got deep into some things. Um, yeah, there's a lot here. There's a lot here. So you know, listen in, take notes, maybe listen through once or twice. Um, watch it on Facebook if you want more of a visual. Although the Facebook live stream did end before we were able to really drop some closing bombs of wisdom. Um, so I definitely, you want to listen to the podcast. So that is that. Um, yeah, this is December, December 11th of 2017. Wow. Wow. Where has the time gone? So many things happening, so much fun, so much growth, so much learning. I hope that 2017 has been that for you. And I hope that you can uh, really relax these holidays and connect with the people that you care about most because that's what this time is for, right? Not for the consumerism, not for the, uh, you know, just mindless partying and over-consuming and drinking and gluttony and all that. That can be fun. That can be good in doses. But I really think that the holidays are meant to be holy days of connecting to ourselves, connecting to the ones we love, and connecting to nature or spirit so that we can... Uh, find our place in this beautiful, beautiful journey that we call life. So that's that. I am going to leave you with that. I'm going to walk us out of this podcast with a song called Dinner Party. You probably heard this before, but Dinner Party by Nako and Medicine for the People, one of my favorites of all time. Fantastic track. So we'll walk you out with that at the end of the podcast. But until then, enjoy this episode and keep redefining reality. Ciao for now. We're here for another episode of Redefining Reality. Yes, let's redefine it, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, how would you describe yourself if someone were to ask you, like, what do you do? 
<laughs> what what comes up? At least at this moment. I honestly feel like that's probably one of the most challenging questions to answer. What do you do? I don't know. I just I just feel like like who am I? Like who mm. am I? As opposed to like what do I do is kind of more of an important question. And I just feel like I am somebody who loves to notice things about people and notice and pay attention to the things that actually create transformation or openings for empowerment. And mm. really, I'm just excited about can we just live lives that are not just about the game of, you know, trying to win, trying to succeed, but also live like everything is perfect. Enjoy the moment, be present, feel fully alive in the here and now. I mean, both can happen at the same time, but I mean, who am I? I think it's hard to, like anybody, it's hard to sum it up, but I'd mm -hmm. say somebody who, who notices things about people and the way that they are being. There's a lot more behind that, but... Of course, of course. And we can totally dive into that as we go. Um, and, you know, just speaking from experience with our last time that we got together and sat down, that's very true, in my experience, is that you're very mm -hmm. observant and just asking the right questions. Um, can I turn? Can I turn? Is yeah. that? Is this... Yeah, yeah, no. I, was I feel, I feel like it's an awkward. We're all we're getting cozy. <laughs> we're, getting like we're getting cozy, yeah, we're getting guys. Knees. Yeah, um, but it's true. It's true. Um, and it was just hilarious that you know at that point this was a few months back, maybe I don't even know how many months ago. Six months, um, four months, maybe five I months. I think before I left. Yeah. So you were gone in Europe, Italy yeah. for a little while. Yes. Anyways, a while back, we sat down, Whole Foods, you know, just connecting, seeing what's up. And uh, I had this, I remember, it's probably, it's still in this journal, of all of the things that I was weighing. You know, should I do this? Should I do that? I had like 10 things. Uh -huh. And I remember you saying that, you know, it's like a buffet. If you're going to sit and enjoy your plate... You have to just be with that plate. Like you gotta, you gotta actually eat what's on the plate before you can even worry about getting more, right? Because <laughs> at that that time, I was really just like, put it all on, like more on the plate, more on the mm -hmm. plate, more on the plate. Uh, I had some powerful shifts since then that have really helped me to let go of that behavior. Um, but it was a really helpful insight, mm -hmm. really, really helpful insight. And then what was funny is that at the end, it was like two, almost three hours were together. At the very end, I mentioned just sort of in passing, oh, I have this idea of putting together like a mobile uh, living, health, healing uh, studio, you know, van, whatever it is. And you're like, well, that sounds like it. Mm -hmm. That sounds like it. Go for that. Right. Go for that. And I am going for that. Good. Which I'm happy to report. Um, with the help of some friends. So, I'm glad, man. Yeah, so it was it was powerful. It was powerful. You planted some good seeds. So I just want to thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, well, thanks for just kind of being in the conversation with me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... it's. I forget. I truly do forget because I have friends like you in my life. And I really strive to be a person who can also notice and listen and be present. I, I really forget how not commonplace that is in most people's lives mm -hmm. to have someone that just listens to them can reflect what they're hearing what they're observing to help them come to their own clarity their own breakthroughs their own you know empowerment as you said um 
And it's really just sort of playing in my mind this idea that that is going to become like the currency. If it's not already the currency, attention, Mm -hmm. right? True presence and attention. I wonder how you think about that and just like looking forward and like how um, you position yourself or, 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 or bring value to yeah. your clients, to the world. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like um, I agree because one of those things that, if, that most people are missing out on in life is having somebody really see them, mm-hmm. like really hear them. Like you're talking about the whole performance of life. Which is great. It's a necessary part. Part of being a responsible, performing human being is you're on stage sometimes. And mm-hmm. that's okay. So you got to put on certain personas and that's, that's fine with me. But at the same time, um, we kind of incorporate those aspects into how we see ourselves. And we forget that these are just masks. That this is just a way to, uh, to be seen as a weapon or a shield or whatever it is. Mm. And it's kind of... It's, it's a rare experience to actually have somebody fully see you without the armor, without the mask, without the shield, without the weapon. And when someone f- can fully see us that way, we're acknowledged. We're acknowledged for who we truly are. And I think that experience is, um, is something that we all crave. And I think that's why it's so valuable when somebody is focused really just on you. I mean, the hardest thing, I mean, myself included, but the hardest thing is seeing somebody without our stuff mm. in the way. Listening for some, to somebody without our stories getting in the way. Or like what we want to say next. Like actually just having kind of space and clearing that out to just let somebody be themselves fully. And I feel like most conversations are like happening at each other like right past each other but the whole idea to me of communication it's communion it's we're on the same planet right now in union like together there's a context of togetherness relatedness and now we can speak where most people have a listening they're listening from and they're seeing from a place of I have to protect myself and are they going to hurt me and are they going to judge me and I want to look good in front of them. So there's always kind of that stuff. Mm. So I feel like the role that, you know, people like you and I play when it comes to the types of conversations that have to do with, you know, becoming healthier, becoming more alive, uh, you know, tapping into like what our gift is. It requires that, that experience of having somebody fully see us uh, that is kind of, it's outside of us. Mm. it's hard to do it on your own yes because you can't see your own blind spots yes otherwise they wouldn't be blind spots exactly right (laughs) Um, not to say that there aren't you know moments or tools or technologies that can help to illuminate some of those blind spots right there definitely are I'm sure we've Mm -hmm. both had experiences be it through meditation be it through prayer be it through plant medicine whatever it is you know um, that can help illuminate, right? Mm-hmm. Shine some light onto the dark. Dreams, even, right? Boom! You have that insight in a dream. It's like whoa. Yeah. Um, but that said, we are, you know, communal beings. We need each other. And it was interesting. I was listening to we were talking before we started Russell Brand about mm-hmm. his his podcast, and he was talking about how the whole idea of the individual, which is a very Western idea. 
in how the more a more Eastern perspective or maybe a more ancient perspective is that there is nothing um, outside of relationship. Like we are defined by our relation to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole idea of an yeah. individual kind of falls away, right? I mean, there is there is actually no individual outside of a social context. Mm-hmm. Like without a social context, there's no such thing as an individual, right? Yeah. I mean, you are an individual because you are part of a community mm-hmm. and they, they kind of go hand in hand, like part of who you are and what makes you you, it's in relation to others and what makes you distinct mm. from them. So I think, I, I think I, I mean, that's kind of how I hear it, how I... Yeah, well, it's like, and we need those things to find contrast and yeah. to, to see difference and yeah. experience difference, right? Experience the other and mm-hmm. then reflect. It's like we're mirrors for each other in that yeah. sense, right? Um, and uh, where was I going with that? Contrast, individuals. Yeah, and how it's kind of, you said it was a Western yeah, yeah, yeah. So, concept. Yeah, so you take that, right? So according to whatever they're referencing, that's sort of like a Greek ideal this idea of the individual and like virtue striving for individual virtue and individual mm-hmm. accomplishment so a couple thousand years you know progressing and you see where we are today where there's this like obsession of self right the whole selfie generation um and this was in reference to that book called selfie that i'm excited to check out i haven't found it yet they didn't have it on audible i was like ah, <laughs> I need audible Will, Will, the author's, name is, is it, the author's name is Will Store, And uh, I'm like, man, Will, I would need to hear your voice. Read me this book. Anyways. Um, but yeah, you look around and it's become completely normalized, at least in our culture, right? I still kind of feel weird sometimes or I make myself feel, feel weird sometimes. And I haven't taken it to the level of like being in the gym and like, you know, setting up your shots and like mm-hmm. filming your sets. That to me, I just can't, I'm not at that place yet. But I see a lot of my friends doing it. And I like watch and comment and stuff. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, what are we doing? Are we all trying to have like a TV show about ourselves? They're like, yeah. we're that important. It's like, look at me, look what I'm doing, right? Um, but it continues, it continues. And I see it's really kind of just going to this, I don't know where it's gonna end up, but uh, I think it's breeding a lot of just heavy negative emotions that are tied into the fact of being so self-concerned all the time, mm-hmm. right? I don't know about you, but I find some of the best times in my life are when I'm completely outside of me, mm-hmm. whether I'm serving in some capacity or I'm just in the work and I'm like sort of channeling what's coming through or, um, you know, just listening to somebody. Those times are like the most fulfilling for yeah. me. And it's funny how, or funny or tragic, however you want to look at it, that so many of us I see, and myself included, I'll just try and speak about myself, uh, we're, we're st- I'm striving for this, like building a platform, finding a voice, finding a community, finding a following, which I think is important on the one hand, because there's definitely things that I've learned and been through that I know can be helpful for others. So to share that perspective, I do think is important. Yeah. But to not get wrapped up in it is the trick. It's almost like some sort of, you know, mental Kung Fu <laughs> to like do it but not do it. You gotta do both. Yeah. I think this is I think this is something that many of us are probably gonna be struggling with mm. as we move forward in this type of in this type of era where um, you're seeing that 
we are human and we are beings mm. at the same time. There's, and we're individuals, we're also part of a community, right? Like, I think it's important, like the whole selfie thing, it's, it's self-celebratory, which is, I think that's great. I mean, I love sharing my accomplishments. I'm excited about it. I think people are excited and that they, they, they get to find a way to validate, hey, I am working out, I am eating healthy, I am celebrating my relationship or whatever it is. So it's, so I think that is very, you know, that's very powerful for them. It's, an, I think mm. in a way that that's an act of self-love and sharing, this is my voice, here's my expression, here I am, mm. let, let me show you an aspect of my world. Now, of course, it's, it's this little snapshot, it's not the whole picture, there's other things that are happening in their life, but you don't necessarily need to show all that stuff and you want to highlight, here's the best things. Mm -hmm. But on the other side, it's, we have to have that kind of consciousness of the fact that these are the highlights. Mm -hmm. Like this is the highlight reel of someone's life. Mm -hmm. And I think the challenge begins on the perceiver's eyes. So when we're watching it and we're like, wow, they're at the gym, I'm not. They're eating well, I'm not. They're having babies, I'm not even close to having a baby or getting married or anything like that. Like, so we begin to kind of have that comparison. Mm. And I think that, uh, without having the distinction of, okay, hey, that is just their highlight reel and I don't see everything, I can't compare my path to their path. Mm -hmm. I think that's an important piece that's missing. But the human part of us just sees me against them, win, lose, right, wrong. Like that's what the human side sees. Mm -hmm. The being part is just like, well, let's celebrate. Like this is, this is amazing. Let's praise the things that we want more of mm. in our life. Like hit like, hit heart, hit whatever it is, <laughs> you know? So I kind of get what you're saying, but it, it is, it's, it is both. It's yeah. one side where it's, you know, it creates challenges for us. And then one side where it's just like, it's, in, it's important. We get to say, like, look at me, let me put my, pat myself on the back. Sure, like it's self-congratulatory. It might be, it might become to the point where it is narcissistic, but um, there you're, you're following them. Mm -hmm. You know, like you added them as a friend, you're like, you're subscribing to their newsfeed. You could easily yeah. you know, take it off if it, bother, if it bothers you that much. I yeah, think yeah. the opportunity is to get to the point to just notice when that conversation is happening inside of us, like, what is it really about? Mm. Like, is it about them or is it about me? Yeah. Right? Usually about me. It's usually always, about me. Always, <laughs> always, ultimately, I think, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it's, I mean, it's great to have that as the default, right? Yeah. I mean, it might not necessarily be true as, you know, as it's not necessarily fact that it's always me. But I think as a place to come from, mm. it's, it is about me, I think is a more powerful place. It's a more, it's a place where you actually have control, where you can make a decision, where you can make a choice about it. Yeah. Um, where you can actually, you can make a difference in your experience of it. Yeah, you know, it's taking responsibility. Yeah. Ultimately. Um, and as we were talking about that, because I'm, I'm very into the whole like rewilding tribal like getting people around a physical campfire or getting people's feet physically in the dirt mm -hmm. or in the water or whatever it is, right? Tasting the fresh wild forage, whatever it is. And that's just more from like a biological need standpoint because yeah. our, our meat suit still needs that, right? We still, <laughs> we still, our flesh vehicle. Our flesh vehicle. It's so true, man. It still needs the natural world, yeah. right? 
Um, again, that's changing every day with different nutrients and things to have ways to get nourishment. Mm-hmm. But I really saw it because, I mean, you think about hunter-gatherer, small-scale community. If or when you would have had, you know, your, your lover, your partner, whatever it is, or you would have caught, maybe you got like a really awesome haul of fishing or hunting or whatever. Um, you know, depending on the context, you'd maybe be celebrated. You'd, you'd have a feast, you'd party, yeah. you'd dance, you'd celebrate. But because we all live, for the most part, in our own little dwellings and we're connected through electronics, um, it's almost like the modern version of that, right? It's like where instead of all of us being around a campfire physically, we're all around screens, <laughs> miniature fire little fake devices. fires. Yeah. yeah. And we can see and like acknowledge each other through there. Mm-hmm. Right, which doesn't have the same feeling, obviously, like seeing your like good friend, like giving them a hug around like a you know a campfire. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's this kind of an weird, expression of it. Yeah, it's like this way. weird artificial version of mm-hmm. it. But it's what scares me is is kids that are born into it, right? Because we're old enough where this didn't exist when we were kids, mm-hmm. right? For me, it was just outside playing with your friends, you know, ring their doorbell to see if they're home. You imagine that yeah. actually going over and like not <laughs> right, not texting them first. I'm outside in the driveway or like whatever it is. How do right? how do they do it? Those <laughs> nuts. Or calling them on a landline. Yeah, when your kid's gone, like I only assume like when your kid's gone, you're just like, when are they coming back? Like, what do you? What can you do mm. if they're out bike riding or playing with their friends? Mm-hmm. And they're they're not near a phone. Yeah, there's nothing you could do. Yeah, we didn't have pagers or anything. Yeah, but it's yeah. like that's the way it was, right? And we were fine. I mean, I was fine. My mm-hmm. friends were fine. Um, so I'm just I'm just really uh, cautious, I guess, or intrigued to see how this affects the next generation, who's like from the get go with the screens, mm-hmm. with the selfies, with this, with that, and they're so plugged into it that it's like, ooh, it's getting a little bit scary. But at the same time, it's like the most amazing tool. And like any tool, it's got pros and cons. I think, yeah, I think it's a powerful, it's a powerful tool for us. And, you know, I see a lot of friends who their, their kids are just natural with technology. Like immediately, they just have the intuition for it. Mm. So in some ways you might look at it and you're just like, is this just the natural evolution? Like for us to be able to interface in that way. Cause it's just, mm. it's, it's, constantly accelerating you know and obviously i mean we don't know what the long-term consequences are it's probably not a bad idea to have aspects of life where you are phone free airplane mode in nature um, being with human beings like that's of course like include that Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like we have the two worlds you gotta you know there's one place to one area to embrace because this is where we're moving towards and there's another area where we need to reclaim and remember mm. that this is an important part of, of of being human of being connected of you know of having relationships and and that type of experience in the world like mm. it's it's really important for us to do both now you know how easy is that that's up to you to find out <laughs> that's the, that's the challenging part. Yeah, that's the practice, right? Yeah, that's the practice. Is to, I always come back to the quote: "Be in the world, but not of the world." Mm-hmm. I think it's a Jesus quote, actually, from the New Testament. Um, that, well, that's that, the problem that we have. We can be like what humans do that no other beings, do, that no other forms of life do, is we can see that we are humans, and everything else isn't. Like mm. we have categories of of different 
you know, mammals and species and animals and, and plants and different things like that. Mm-hmm. But do trees have a category system for, you know, for everything else? Do little animals have category systems for everything else? Like they don't, like we can actually separate ourselves as the, you know, as the observer of the world. So mm-hmm. there's part, there's that challenge of like, here am I, here I am looking at the world, but at the same time, I am, I'm also part of the world. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of a challenge. It is. Yeah. It can get pretty paradoxical. Yeah. I think. Uh, and quite screwy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> quite trippy. Um, but I love it. I love it. It's a beautiful time to be alive. And how blessed are we? Oh, how blessed are we that Facebook Live is trying to reconnect? Oh, there we, there we go. are. There okay. We are. Um, I want to bring it back to something you were saying you know, about this need for being seen, being heard mm-hmm. um, authentically. Yeah. I'm curious, was there a time in your own path where you had that and it was like it really made an impact and, and you can see it's kind of like led you to where you are now and doing what you're doing now? I think it's the opposite. The opposite. I think okay. it's the opposite. It's so people, human beings need to be seen, heard, known, loved, and understood. Mm. Not in that order and not, you know, and not all at once. Usually there's kind of some major ones that we as individuals will strive for, that we'll have a hunger for. Okay. Um, so personally in my story, I didn't, the, the experience that I had, I remember just saying so many times over and over again to family, to parents, to anybody that you don't know me. Like I didn't feel known by people. Mm. And I, I always thought, thought when I look back, I realize how interesting that actually is. I, I didn't pinpoint it as a child, obviously, like wasn't, mm. wasn't aware enough, but I think maybe just a couple of years ago, connecting with the fact that what is that? Like, how has that driven me? How has that had me move forward in my life in terms of um, like my aspirations or my motivations, my goals, whatever it is. And it's interesting the paths that I've taken. Mm. Lead singer in a band. What? Lead, you know, lead singer, lead performer in the school play. Mm. Uh, being my own boss, being a businessman. Doing things where I'm like at the front, where I'm the face, where I am, uh, you know, on videos and in my writing. So like there's all these different ways that I express and share with myself. And if you look behind that, there is cer- certainly there is that drive of like, know me. Like I want people to know me, know who mm. I am. But then let me let me just put this back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. Popping the camera back on. We got our little thirty-minute limit with the DLSR. All right. Well, yeah. So, and that's the and here's the other thing. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. Continue. Um. So that hunger, in my experience, it doesn't stop. Like, so if you have a desire to be, to feel seen or understood or whatever it is, that hunger is actually insatiable. Mm. So you, if you keep striving out for it, you keep seeking it, you try to get it, you'll never be satisfied. You will never get that thing. Mm. Because here's the, here's the joke that's put on us. Who I am actually is as a gift is to know you. Mm. The experience people get when they are with me is that they feel known. Yes. 
across the board, doesn't matter like who, like if it's a client or a friend or whatever it is, most people will tell me that you like, you get me. Like, wow, I feel like you get me. Like, wow, everyone, everyone thinks I'm crazy. Everyone, no one understands me. Like, but I feel like you know me. Mm. And I think that's the important piece. I find that when we look at the thing that we were missing in terms of that aspect, being seen, heard, known, loved, and understood, that is a driver because that is who we are. That mm-hmm. is part of what we're here to give. People get that experience from yeah. us, that feeling of being known. Like for me, for me, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, I see it. I see it pretty much all the time. Anytime I'm talking with someone who works for themselves, is in any sort of healing profession, um, there's always something. Like for myself, it was losing my health, and now I can help people to get their health. Right. So it's always like, what was missing? The void. The thing is, Dr. Demartini says, you know, the void voids create values. Mm. Right. You, you, you want, you need, it's valuable to have what you don't have, right? right? It's scarce. So it makes perfect sense, right? That if you had sort of a, a deficiency in being seen or known, uh, the core deficiency of a nutritionist, that's the languaging I use. Uh, I'm deficient in vitamin <laughs> seen, but um, then yeah. Then vitamin then, seen. That's good. <laughs> that's good, man. <laughs> But uh, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense that that would then become your gift to give. And then by doing so... Not only that, it's the gift and that received. I am. That you are. Not yeah. even just give. Live. Yeah, I just am it. Mm. I like that. Uh, I was listening to... Uh, I'm forgetting his name right now. It was on... You know Jay Wong? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so it was on his podcast. He had a guy in there... And like the, I remember that one of the quotes was, uh, it's like the difference between you having a gift and you being the gift. Yes. And that always really stuck with me. Yeah. It's like, yeah, what kind of gift am I? <laughs> you know? I love that. I love that. You are the gift. That's, it's the gift that's that horrible. you are. The gift that you are. Tweet that, folks. Take that to the Twitter bank and, sh- and share it. The gift that you are. I love it. And I'm taking Michael notes. Ionesco. How's it going, man? Ooh, Michael. What's going on, brother? And uh, yeah, for everyone listening Jonathan in. Jonathan Andrews. What's up? Everyone listening in, you will find all the show notes for this podcast over at the blog, which is brianhardy.ca forward slash Oliver. I'll have everything linked up. All the things we're talking about, mentioning, places to find Oliver, all that good stuff will be there. Go there because it takes so much effort to put that stuff together and it's ri- it's ridiculously valuable. Yeah. So go get the show notes. Yes. <laughs> I would appreciate it. I would appreciate you appreciating my work, our work. Anywho, getting on with things. Um, okay, so that makes a lot of sense. You know, the void creates the value, creates the gift that you are. It's all part of who you are, mm-hmm. your, your purpose, your unique you know, perspective, lens offering. Yeah. Um, so that came about through not having, in a sense. And then now, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you, like consciously like live that or like live more into that? 
Because I know for myself, I'm very susceptible to like shiny object syndrome. Mm -hmm. It's like there's so many things popping up that are interesting and engaging and entertaining. And I just want to do them all. But I can't. Yeah. I can't. I mean, that's what we talked about last time we were together. Um, and I think maybe it's maybe it's part of like maturing. It's part of the process of like being able to discern. I'm curious if you have like tools or practices or things that have helped you to like discern with like, okay, what's, where am I meant to be? Mm -hmm. and, and assessing that and like helping your clients to figure out, okay, where am I, where, 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 are the, where are the blind spots? Where should I be looking? You know, what are the, the signs and signals yeah. that we can, that we can be aware of? I think, um, so what I'm, so what I'm hearing you say is there's a lot of different paths. Mm. How do I discern which path to take? FOMO, mm. shiny objects. Like, how do what do I do so I can decide and choose and, and move forward in, in a path? Is that kind of what you're yeah, what you're yeah, saying? Yeah. So I think um, I think uh, a more interesting question for for me at least is where are you? Like, where are you right now? Because mm. I think a lot of people. They want to go through movement. They want to move because it feels like accomplishment. But moving without intention, without clarity, it's like you took a GPS to get here, right? So if you had the coordinates, but the GPS didn't know where you are, what like Useless. what value does it have? Yeah. It doesn't have any value. Yeah. So I think it's really important that not only, okay, vision, that part's important. Like know where you want to go and that takes work. And it, I think it's important to have some sort of tool or maybe some outside support to guide you so that you can uncover what it is that you want for the future. That's one whole conversation. We can get into that. But I think even more importantly, like actually look at where are you right now? If you don't get to the place of I am here, like the big you are here, you know, the little car in your GPS, like it has to know where you are. Mm -hmm. Then you can't really make any real decisions because you don't know where you are on the map. Mm. So I think finding out that you are here when it comes to whatever the different aspects are important, that's, I think that is a more important question because you can't just say, this is what you should do. This is what I think you're great at or whatever. Like that doesn't, like th that doesn't make any real difference. You've got to know, like, where are you relative to where you want to go? Then you can, you know, Google will give you a new coordinates. Mm -hmm. right? Makes a lot of sense. It'll give you a new route. Mm -hmm. So you might have 10 different. Uh, so, I had a, so I just had a session and he's declaring himself to go full time in this new business. He's like very successful in one business uh, and he wants to get into this new business. Because he feels more connected with it, you know, with his heart in, in this business. And my question was, okay, so what are the opportunities that are available? And he listed seven. There's seven different ways that he could potentially make more money in this business so that it can replace his, his other business's income. Mm -hmm. And I think that's great. I think that's important to just be like, okay, you can do all of these things, but look at where are you now? Like what is the actual obstacle? What is the challenge, the fundamental challenge in your life right now? And then look at that list. Which one addresses that the most? 
Because mm. you can go after step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, any one of those, but if it doesn't address the fundamental challenge of where you are right now, you're just going to be spinning your wheels. Mm. It's like you are trying to make movement in your path, but you are acting as if you're on this part of your path, but you're really on this part of your path. Mm. It makes a lot of sense. Does it? It does. <laughs> it does. It does. I've seen that for myself too. It's like without taking the, you know, ideally daily time, even in a few moments, just to, you know, grab myself, okay, here I am. This is what's on my plate. This is mm. what I can what I can affect for today or work on. Um, without having that, it's so easy to just get caught up in this like storm of activity, like you said, mm -hmm. but then not really get any place. Yeah. And so even just like having like half an hour of intentional activity a day is better than like 10 hours of just, a, you know, a frenzy, a swarming frenzy of yeah. anxiety and, you know, caffeine. Or well, that's the, <laughs> whatever you know, it is. so I just... I distinguish an aspect, the human part of us mm -hmm. is, is meant for survival mm -hmm. and survival comes from reaction and it comes from impulse and compulsion. Mm. And so the survival part of us needs to move. Like it needs to get going. It needs to take action. It needs to, you know, fight, flight, freeze, whatever, or fuck or feed, right? Mm. In order to survive. Mm -hmm. So, um, this frenzy that you find yourself in, like that is 100% coming from survival. Like, like, let's just go, let's just do, but there's no real difference that's being made. Mm -hmm. Because if you actually stopped and you did what we were talking about, which is find out where am I, you would move into a, a preparation mode. You would move into an aspect of, your, of life, which is to plan and prepare and prioritize like what is next what do I create next based on where I am right now and where do I want to go mm. what is the next thing I had a guest on my podcast uh, Dr. Jeff Spencer he's an Olympian from 1972 cyclist sports psychologist um, he is really really powerful in, in supporting business leaders and, mm. and entrepreneurs and athletes people getting gold medals people selling businesses for like seven seven figures mm. eight figures crazy things and one of the things that he did help me distinguish is there's two paths or two ways of operating and there's a duality one of them is performance which everyone glamorizes but the other side is preparation and you got to know which mm. part you're in are you in preparation mode or are you in performing mode it kind of like goes back to what we were saying in the beginning like the whole performance and being on stage and mm. you know putting on the show and all that stuff like that's good mm -hmm. it's necessary but the preparation part like then you are doing the right things like you can just be doing things right or you can be doing the right things right mm. so that you actually move forward so i think that's uh, i think that's an important piece when it comes to that mm -hmm. and i find Another piece that really helps, at least myself, with all this is not feeling rushed, mm -hmm. right? Not being in such a hurry. I'm not sure what it is about just human nature or our culture or whatever it is that, you know, we have this instant gratification need all the time. Want it now, want it now, you know, buy now, one click, you know, whatever it is. 
Um, but to recognize there's no arriving, right? Everything's just a process. There's no like end goal. There's no, you know, I've made it. I finally made it. It's just this process and it's an ever evolving process. And then there's the next moment, the next moment, mm-hmm. the next moment. And to have compassion for ourselves during that, instead of being like, I needed to have this done last week, right? It's like, clearly you didn't because it's not done. So stop beating yourself up about it and, you know, move forward, right? And it's, it's funny how, in a sense, when you come at, when I come at something like that, the freedom and the pressure uh, release that it sort of works as then facilitates really good flow and work and production. Yeah. So it's like that that struggle in a sense, right? It's like a, it's like a stream and trying to block the flow. The surrender to the flow is what really opens it up mm-hmm. for it to come through. And so it's yeah, it's again this beautiful like preparing to be that clear channel in a mm-hmm. sense so that what needs to come through can come through uh with very little force yeah and, and ease right which is sort of the way again this is maybe an eastern sort of ideal but like you know not prioritizing things like ambition and and force but really prioritizing like flow and grace and you know moving with the elements yeah in a sense not being rigid which is not easy to do. Not well, easy to well do. it's it's not easy only because we're trained. It's like muscle memory, right? Like we're mm-hmm. really, really good, and in operating in one way. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole culture, there's a whole society where it's just like, this is what this is how you do things, mm-hmm. which is like, move forward, take action, work nonstop, create results. Like so, there's that whole level where it's just like okay this is like we got that part but the other part and that's and again like it's kind of like the yin and yang right Mm -hmm. it's the the yang energy is very very much about order it's about action it's about fire right um and that's the part where most of us i guess like where we live that's what it's all about Mm -hmm. and we're used to that and it's not there's nothing really exciting about it I mean, there's excitement, sure. There's fear and there's, you know, there's aspirations and, and accomplishments and that's fine. But in, in terms of excitement as in new, like possibilities, mm. it's not really there because the growth edge for most people, including myself, is on the other side, which is the yin energy, which is the flow, which mm. is of chaos. It's uncertainty. There's possibility there. Mm. And, you know, I heard this one distinction how... You know, on one side, it's all structure, but if you have too much of it, it's boring. On the other side, it's very chaotic, and if there's too much of it, it's overwhelming. Mm. So again, it's like the human and the being part. There's the chaos, there's the order, mm-hmm. right? There's survival mechanism, and then there's your essence. And we're kind of like, we got to navigate being in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. So we have a little bit of, you know, opening for possibility, but enough structure and order so that we can actually move forward and accomplish things there's like the same you know we were talking about how you got like you're climbing let's say you're climbing a mountain 
and you get to the top of it and there's no sense of accomplishment because there, you see the you see you're at the bottom of another one <laughs> and it's just like what the hell was that all about so all, yeah. like many of the entrepreneurs that i work with it's like this constant grind and when they hit a goal it doesn't mean anything there's mm. no you know there's no feeling of satisfaction because it's already to the next thing but what they fail to realize is that they're collapsing two different domains of existence one domain of existence is life is a game there's something out there which is more important than where i am right now there's an x here i am move to the x like a treasure map that's and that's one part of the part of life and the other part is living and mm -hmm. the living part is what you're talking about everything is perfect we have everything we need i'm good i'm satisfied and we have to have and it's important for us to acknowledge that both are happening simultaneously mm. and i think if we fail to distinguish those two domains then it'll be that struggle it'll always feel like movement without any real satisfaction there'll always mm. be a big gaping hole in our chest so include that living part which is feeling alive well-being relationships learning exploration play mm. where it's like no there's not something more than this right they, they're both happening at the same time mm. yeah particularly play <laughs> yeah things it's just so like essentially human mm -hmm. and yet at a certain age it's not you know okay anymore or like it goes to like video games or whatever serious. it is just serious yeah. Life is real life, man. You gotta grow up. I know. You gotta no more playing around, right? It's, life's not all fun and games, which is not. Um, but it can be a lot of fun. There could be more fun. Yeah. There could be more games. I think we'd all do better to have more fun. Yeah. Um, but even having that approach, right? Having that playful approach to the heavy stuff, right? This is why I love comedy. And I love health, and I want to infuse anytime I'm both you know, at the same time. Yeah, and I mean I've tried this. I did like five minutes at an open mic on cancer. Oh, I want to do that—not <laughs> on cancer, but I want to do an open mic. mic. Yeah, no, I had to do more. Sounds so great. So if you want to hold each other accountable to some how did it mics. go? It went all right. It went all right. I got a few laughs. Five minutes? That's a long not, time, well, right? Not, not five minutes. Maybe it was like four. I'm not sure. That's, that must feel it was so a, long. It was a pretty good chunk of time. It was a pretty good chunk of time, and uh, I had a few go-to's, yeah. right? Um, so I definitely got some laughs, and I had a few friends in the crowd. Yeah, you who need knew that. me. They knew me. They knew my my vibe. So so they got it. Yeah. But like the average person, it was at a restaurant in Mississauga. So huh. like the average person who's just like there having dinner, <laughs> they're not expecting you know some twenty-five-year-old long-haired hippie health coach that started <laughs> talking about, you know, cancer and the absurdities of, of you know, um, just a whole lot. Like, there's this whole, <laughs> it's probably going to come off funny, but like, just the whole idea of a mammogram, right? It's like, okay, we're going to take your breasts, just delicate, and I love breasts, right? <laughs> I love them. I, they're beautiful. They're enticing. They nourish young babies. They're amazing. They're amazing. But we're gonna take these and we're gonna stick them in between this X-ray pancaking device oh, that must be, oh. and crush them and zap them with radiation because oh. we're trying to help you, right? We're trying to we're trying to prevent cancer. It's in the name of cancer prevention. Meanwhile, you're squishing delicate tissue in between radioactive plates 
if there's any microscopic mass or tumor cell, I mean, we all have cancer in our bodies. Mm-hmm. It's just imbalanced. If that's in there, you might you might burst it. You've like popped a fucking cancer <laughs> zit inside inside of the, you know, and it's not oh, a good picture. Dear. It's not a good picture. But it's you know it's for your best. It's 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 for the best. That's what the cancer society says. You know, preventative screening, early screening. So it's all fucking bullshit. And um, I'm trying to bring some levity to the heaviness of that, right, for folks. And I mean, I've lost family members to cancer. I've watched my mom go through breast oh cancer treatment. She's great now. But at the time, it was fucking rough. So I know what it's like to see that. And I know how unnecessary it is. So it's like, let's fucking laugh at this shit. Laugh at the absurdity. Well, I mean, the, like, I find that the, mo- the best comedy is honesty. Is when, mm. when when comedians can be really really honest with their unique perspective on things, and they're just really genuine about it. That is what creates that. That's what that creates. You know the the laugh, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, open mics, good times, good times. I, I gotta try that out. Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to check our timing here. See where we're at. Okay, coming up on forty nine minutes. Jesus. Yeah, we're just in the flow. We're just in the flow. Um, I'd love to ask folks, what is one thing you are currently or have recently let go of? Let go of? I, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is control. Mm. I'm a controller. So... Um, Part of part of what I do is all about control, and I think it's you know that's that like the the yang part, right? Mm-hmm. I want control over my time, so I started my own business. I take you know I take Mondays, Wednesdays, Saturdays, Sundays off. Monday, I'm Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday, four off, days off from clients, right? Mm. Um, I only have clients at a certain between a certain time. I you know so like there's. There's a lot of aspects where I, I have as much control as I can over my time, over my life. Mm. And it's taken me years to, to have the life where it's designed this. You know, I'm, I'm experiencing what I designed many years ago, right? I have mm. a very, very, you know, reduced, like, work week if, if it's client time. Not including, like, writing and other, other aspects. Yeah. Um, which... which allows me to experience enjoyment and to have time to read and time to learn and time to um, explore other interests that I have. Now, is it, it's not perfect, right? But it's really, it's trying to control things. Mm. And there's a freedom in it because that's kind of how I've designed it. Yeah. But at the same time, that control expresses itself and finds itself in other areas, right? Like mm. um, me remembering and reconnecting with this is where I am on my path. We talked about patience earlier. I should be here Mm -hmm. or this shouldn't be the way that it is. Whether it's I want to make more money. I want to have more clients. I should be making more YouTube videos and releasing more podcasts and being more and, and writing. Like there's all these other things where it's like I could be doing more. I'm not doing it enough. And it's like really the the control aspect is like let when it comes to letting go it's just accepting this is where i like this is where i am 
and this is right so apparently this is where I need to be mm. and my growth edge is available right here right now mm. and so I find that introducing some of the flow in life let you know allowing grace in my life it's it's created just more relaxation just more more peace for me mm. so even though I would like to be further ahead than I am like anybody else like in the game of life there's I get to live there's a part where it's like you know what I get to live mm-hmm. like look how great everything actually is mm-hmm. like tomorrow I get to go do yoga with Janet and play guitar for her and play guitar for her class like at the end for Shavasana mm. and just in, you know and just kind of like have a nice slow morning taking care of myself like last night like we you know um we have like our self-care days on monday nights where we do yoga together do um you know sauna steam room hot tub have a nice slow you know dinner at the end of the night and it's like it's just that's what it's like for me that's really what what it's about Mm. right like sure like there's so many things that that i could be doing but be patient yeah this is a long, this, it's a long game. There's no, there's no rush. Right? Mm-hmm. And that ideal, I see as almost a, a very like European way, right? Where mm-hmm. they say, you know, in Europe or in places in Europe, it's, you know, they work to live, not live to work. That's right. Whereas North America, it's the opposite. So I love that you're doing that. And really, you know, for me, it's like, okay, here's another example of what's possible for moving into that way of being, mm-hmm. right? And that's what this podcast, Redefining Reality, is all about, right? It's like, how can we each day make choices to create what it is we're being called to create? So I love that. I love that you're doing that and like, that's who you are. I mean, that's what's important. And I think for myself, I would benefit from really you know anchoring myself into that right that deep enjoyment and presence with the people we care about rather than the doing Mm -hmm. doing 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 so i just want to you know take a second to acknowledge you for that thanks man right and for really like living it right because not a lot of people do i know a lot of coaches that are on the other side where they're like always busy always busy always doing stuff always go 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 and it's like man like is your life ordered should I be taking, you know, advice and insight from you? Or are you in this chaotic space too? Like I'm come, trying to come to you to get to the peace, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, right. yeah, the self-care piece is so, so, so important. Right? It's to, fundamental. To have the longevity, right? Well-being is fundamental. Mm. Like that is, that is the only experience that we can have of aliveness is in the practices of well-being. Mm. That's really what it's all about. Like if you don't have well-being then you are you're operating in a way where you are sacrificing the things that matter to you Mm. relationships self-care physical fitness this whole thing about like the the european lifestyle i think it's really it's just savoring like savoring the moment savoring each bite like i don't i really don't think people taste their food Mm. i don't think people uh, enjoy the moment. It's already, it's always on to the next thing. And, you know, they talk up like, Oh, that was such a great meal that we had. And it's, it's and it's so much better after cause it's a memory now. Mm. But like, what about when you were there? 
and experiencing it like mm-hmm. here the, you know in the moment are you fully with it like can subject object dissolve mm-hmm. like i think that is the part that is it's so so important and so i mean uh, with one of my, with one of my clients he um he went on this solo retreat where he was going to just explore and inquire on where he is and what he wants to create which which is really really powerful like it's, he's come a long way to declare these three four days are just for me and go get a hotel room and just focus on myself and my self-care and what I want for my life and one of the things that he came up with was the fact that he needs to savor more mm. of the moment because it is that go 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 so well-being it's like important because we want happiness but if you look at the definition of happiness it's usually tied to an event then the event causes us to feel the happiness mm-hmm. success is always tied to a moment in the future it's like when this happens then i will have succeeded but i promise you as soon as that happens you won't feel successful you'll have a moment and then it'll always it'll be about the next thing because in any game it's always about the next level and that's fine you got to know the nature of the game mm-hmm. so can't control that stuff what we can control well-being so like this morning i meditated i prayed i did gratitude i did my declarations i read i read for like an hour an hour and a half mm. then i journaled then i looked at what am i what am i going to accomplish today and then i wrote uh three different pieces three different articles and prepared for uh two different videos and then it was nine o'clock <laughs> right yeah. and it was like like now it's not and then it's 9 a.m and then i have i have, like i have done the most valuable most important thing for my day like mm-hmm. which is the top six seven things that have me experience well-being mm-hmm. so after this it'll be going to do some movement go do some strength training and also again sauna steam room hot tub as well eat, eat a delicious meal so i think without it there's a whole experience of aliveness that you're missing. Mm. Fundamental. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, for me, it brings me back to, you know, how, how many people or how few people even know what that is, even know what that feels like because they've never known it. You know, they've been raised in a stressful situation. That's their reality, right? That's, that's their sort of reference point mm-hmm. right and always playing the game of comparison and I love the quote you know comparison is the thief of joy anytime so, you get so true anytime you get stuck into that right it's like oh we're going that way okay um, and just to bring it back to that one thing you said about the meals it drives me crazy if I'm out at a restaurant eating and then someone brings up some meal from last week or last time or whatever it was I'm like yeah. we're here eating I don't want to talk about your last meal. week dinner yeah it drives me insane it drives me insane yeah that's I mean I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that says about me but I really I, I dislike it I think it says that you want presence like you want to be like here in this moment yeah because people are you know we get we get really really invested in our in our memories right in, mm-hmm. our, in our representations of our past what was. Of, yeah. of what was and like there's beauty in that there's nostalgia and mm-hmm. whatever but there's also 
what about this experience never happened yeah so i think that's kind of what you're which yeah. what you're going through with you with those people definitely yeah. definitely another thing i would love to ask as we get closer to wrapping up are three resources uh, maybe experiences teachers teachings that you'd like to pass on like if people have listened through to this they're vibing you know they're picking up the vibes we're putting out they're they're appreciating it what might be three uh resources teachers or teachings that you would offer for further exploration for further exploration um or just things that have been really helpful along your own path mm-hmm. so i'd say i have to i I treat this very, very, like I treat this like as something that's very important mm. because I don't want to, like if I was only going to share three things and that was it, like if, if the video, if the audio was just like these three things and I feel like this is probably the, mo- the thing that will make a difference for most people mm. and without it, you're not like, you're going to go through life, there's going to be something missing mm. and it's going to feel like something's wrong. Um, so the first thing I would say is well-being like have a practice is it okay if I use like a simple analogy yeah Uh, I don't know how much how much time this will take because I haven't uh, like fully explained it in a video in a audio or video let's do it okay let's do it all right so relocate myself this leg is getting a little bit cramped it's getting numb all right all right okay so here's the three here's what it is the experience of being fully alive, I see it as requiring us to take a look at us not just as one single expression of ourselves, because actually there's more than that. We experience it as just one thing, but we have to distinguish that there's three things happening. There's our past self, which is trying to recreate and repeat itself and has weight and wounds that wants to recreate itself into the present. So mm-hmm. there's a past self. Mm-hmm. There's the present self, which is managing, like managing the moment, the emotions, the experiences, the choices, the options, whatever is available. There's the present self. This is where we live. This is where the control is, where we have power. Mm-hmm. Then there's a future self. The future self, which is what we're headed towards, where you know the 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 the, the self that that is in the future is like what we do today will affect that person. And it's really important that we look at, there's three versions of us that we need to really pay attention to. So I think this metaphor is like, this is, this will, this is the metaphor to describe what I'm, what I was going to say. So we got to take care of all three aspects of ourselves, Otherwise we'll feel like something is missing. Here's how we take care of the past self. So number one, the past self wants to replicate itself into the present. If you don't deal with it, it'll find itself into your future, which will become your present. And so the past has wounds, has trauma, has pain, has th- broken promises, has messes, things that are not, not clean, things that mm-hmm. weigh on us. And so there's aspects I'd say uh, you need outside support. So um, like 12-step groups, therapists, uh, different healing modalities are really, really important here. That's how you can take care of the past self. And I think it requires outside support because mm. it's, re- it's when you look past to the past, it's really about healing and recovery. 
um, where I feel coaching uh, and, and the work that I do with people can apply when it comes to dealing with the past self is returning to our wholeness and wholeness is our integrity. So there's areas from the past, things from the past that are that are open loops that we have to close. There's messes that we got to clean up. Mm. Uh, way areas where we need to honor our word. And honor our word means keeping your word or like declaring that you can't keep your word. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's and that's all that you can do. But if you begin to clean up your areas of that are where you're out of integrity, I promise you will have power. Mm. I have one client who we, we do an exercise, we create an entire list of all the things that are out of integrity. Mm. People you need to pay back, things you need to get fixed, things you need to return to the store, things you need to get rid of, uh, people you need to call, uh, relationships you need to end. Anything that feels like for you, it's out of integrity, which is uh, whole, not whole, not complete, not sincere, not honest. Mm. Okay, It's like the wheel. Without spokes in the wheel, the wheel's not going to get you to where you want to go. It won't have its fullest performance. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be a higher performing human being, get an integrity. So this person, he started throughout time, like months and months and months, started crossing things out, you know, doing all the years of years of taxes that he was behind him. And every time he had this huge surge of committing to his integrity, he got huge results. Mm-hmm. And then when he would go back, then his results will slow down. Integrity could just mean I should be going to, I want to be going to the gym and taking care of my body, have a morning ritual, do those things. Like that could be part of integrity as well. Mm-hmm. So that's one area. I'd say, where are you out of integrity and go clean those areas up. Like go and honor your word. Even if that means I can't, it's like, listen, I got to tell you, I can't keep my word. The mess that it creates, I'm responsible for it and I'll do whatever it takes to, you know, to, to make that work again. Um, or it is just keeping your word, like doing what you said you were going to do. Mm-hmm. And it's not just what you said you're going to do, but what you look like you're saying that you look like what you're doing, because how you show yourself in the world is part of your word. If actions speak louder than, than words, your actions are speaking of who you are. Mm-hmm. So find a way to make that whole. So that's the past self. When you do that, you don't bring in the wounds. You don't bring in the messes into your present and you are free. You're actually free now to act. You're free to be. You're free to choose in this moment. Otherwise, you're just replicating what's already been done. And it's fucking boring. Mm. The next piece is your present self. Got to take care of your present self. The only, and is the area where you have power. You have domain over this area. And you'll notice all the actions come from the present, obviously. Mm-hmm. So in the present, you take care of your, your, your present self with well-being. You have to have a self-care practice. Mm. Things that you do on a daily basis that give you the experience of aliveness. Things that are in your power. There's a, there's a point in my life where I had nothing. I had negative nothing. I had no identity. I had no future. I didn't know what I was doing. I closed out my business. I vaporized my entire, you know, what I thought I was, what I, what I thought I was. And the only thing that had me create the breakthrough from hitting rock bottom was recommitting to well-being. And for me, that was go for walks, go journal, uh, write, savor my espressos, go to yoga, you know, have these practices where it's like, hey, here I am. And through my actions, I'm actually expressing that I love and care for myself. Like here are ways in which that I love and care for myself. You can see it in how I spend my time, Mm. how I spend my energy, how I use my intellect. 
And it's like, it's proof for yourself and it's perpetuating. So that level of self-care created a surge of energy for me. And that I believe is what led to where I am now. Like that was the reinvention that led to the transformations to become a coach. Cause I was like, if I can hit rock bottom and reinvent and transform myself, I know I can support other people to do that. Mm-hmm. So take care of your present self, have a list of 10 things like make a well-being checklist. I have one on my website as well. Mm. Well-being checklist. Check those things off. Do those things. Score yourself every single day. Mm. Then the third piece is your future self. Your future self, if you don't take care of it, if you don't take care of it, you will run around aimless. So the future self, the whole, uh, the importance of it is you want to have that version of you to look back and say thanks. Thank you. And the only way to do that is for you to be on your growth edge, mm. like to go to your growth edge, which is, this is the part of, this is part where, you, where you're stepping into what is possible for you. Uh, what is creating the most resistance and breaking through it, letting go of what was so you can make space for what's next. And I think the, the most powerful exercise for that is to sit down create space for yourself, have a block of time where it's just about you. And there's an essay. So I used to call it my ideal day. And then I hear other people's renditions because I love, uh, I love this direction of this line of thinking. And I, I think it's Debbie Millman who was on the Tim Ferriss show. She talks about the remarkable day, like mm. a remarkable day in my life 10 years from now. So all it is is a handwritten essay detailed vivid crisp from wake up to go to sleep what is a remarkable day in your life 10 years from now what does it look like Mm. like who are you with what does it smell like what does it taste like what are you putting in your body in your head how are you using your body how are you contributing who are you spending time with like what's around you what are the colors what's the environment like as much vivid detail as you can as possible mm. and you will find like it that is if it doesn't move you you haven't done it like that should move you mm. and i believe what that creates is it creates something bigger than us to move towards so earlier we were talking about you are here and then where's x that's x mm. x marks the spot is the remarkable day as soon as you know you are here this is where i am and then you know this is where my where I'm headed. This is where my remarkable this is my remarkable day. You can look at how am I living, who am I being, how am I acting today that gets me closer to that. But an even better thing, like an even better way to consider it is if I was coming from that remarkable day, how would I act now? Mm. Like actually come from the future because what most people will find if you do this if you do this exercise what most people will find is 60 70 even 80% of what they write down is already available right now mm. and they think that more money more success more businesses more real estate more x y and z they can have this great life but 80% of 10 of what they wrote down for 10 years from now is actually accessible right now mm. free time time off time with family travel 
like learning new things, learning a new language, eating healthy foods, having a healthy body. Like there's all these, there's experiences of aliveness that don't necessarily cost money or much money mm. that they can do and incorporate right now. And what that does is you get to experience your remarkable day now. Mm. What does that do to a human being? That is the question. If you can experience your remarkable day right now, what does that do? How does the day show up for you? And how do you show up for the day when you're experiencing a remarkable day today? Not waiting for it. Not looking at some fantasy of the future for it. Mm. So those are the three things. Have integrity. Practice integrity. You'll never be perfect. But it's always about cleaning up the messes. Honoring your word. Second thing is practice well-being. Take care of yourself every single day. Because that is where appreciation, joy, savoring, aliveness is experienced. It's in this moment. Mm. And then have a growth, you know, have your growth edge. Have the remarkable day 10 years from now. What does it look like? So you have something to aim towards. So you have, uh, you have a direction in your GPS. And I think if I was going to say there's only three things that I could that I could offer or suggest, it's those. Okay. <laughs> That's three powerful, powerful suggestions. I've got some cleaning up to do. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I think we all have some cleaning up to do, right? As you said, we're not perfect, so we're bound yeah. to fall from integrity. But that redemption, right, mm. that rectifying of the wrong um, is what leads to, you know, recovery, healing, growth. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's just perfect. It's perfect that you said that because on the way over here, I was listening to uh, Russell Brand's book. Yeah. Uh, audible it's called recovery yeah, <laughs> audible. On audible. yeah with him speaking it's good and it's so good it's so yeah. good and it's his journey through like a 12-step program but with his languaging and his humor fantastic fantastic I, I think that most people would not realize how powerful doing a 12-step program can be for them there's a 12-step program for a lot of different things mm -hmm. um, the one that I recommend for a lot of people because I find that a lot of people grow up in uh, dysfunctional families is adult children of alcoholics mm. and or dysfunctional families, which is called ACA. Mm. And um, I think that's, it's, it's one of those things. So some people are very spiritual and they're, they can deal with like the use of God in the language and stuff like that. But I think if you just kind of let go of that, because this is a resource, this is a tool that freaking works and it's worked of course, it has limitations, but overall, it works mm -hmm. in so many different areas. So, and I think really important there is like you're part of a community and you get to fully express yourself and people fully, you know, seeing her known, loved and understood. You get yeah. that there yeah. uh, in those in those types of meetings. And um, I think a lot of people can benefit from exploring that. So mm -hmm. I think, yeah, there, there's the use of God and some people don't like that and kind of like get over it because I have great clients who are atheists who are getting some tremendous value from going to these 12 step meetings. Like it's transforming the way they experience their life. Hmm. It's creating a level of emotional intelligence, like not just awareness of like, Hey, I know my emotions, but intelligence as in, Oh, this is like here. I, now I can choose. Like, hmm. Oh, now I know what this, what this emotion is. And now I can choose. Or, you know, being able to be with somebody empathetically. Um, so, yeah. So valuable. Yeah. So valuable. Thank you for that. And um, 
Yeah, that's this is the perfect note to wrap up on. Sick. I think if people want to find you, want to get in contact, chat, find out about what you're doing, your writing, your coaching, what's the yeah. best place for them to to go to? So I'd say uh, two places. It's olivermanalise.com and I'm mostly active on Facebook. So just find me on Facebook. You could follow my stuff on my personal page, which is most of my action. Um, and really I'm interested in working with leaders and entrepreneurs who are succeeding in their business, in their career at the cost of their aliveness, at the cost of their well-being. And so part of my job is to support them in reinventing who they are being so that their life reflects what matters to them. It reflects their essence, their essential values, their essential nature. And it creates just this new experience of peace, of performance, of service. And um, those are the types of people that I work with. I have complimentary sessions with people and I spend a, a tremendous amount of time, an ungodly amount of time with people th that they're just so blown away, they're surprised by it. Because some people I'll spend one, two, three, four hours sometimes just complimentary because I'm just here to be my gift and to offer as much as I can to the people who I know can benefit from it and they're asking for it. So, and in the end, I really don't care if we end up working together. I'm just here to make a difference. You know, if you, if you let me, I will make a difference. I know I can. Mm. So those complimentary conversations are important. And then obviously if we are a match, I have coaching programs for different purposes and different durations and things like that. But uh, that's something that's besides the point. I think do the complimentary conversation, get the support. If you're hitting that wall um, and you're, you're trying to create new results, but you're doing the same old tactics, this, you got to have the outside conversation. You got to get mm. someone who can see your blind spots. Mm -hmm. Yes. Amen to that. And I can speak from experience that, that uh, they are powerful. Cool. Man. And it, it was very, very helpful for guiding me towards where I am now, which is feeling a whole lot better than I was when we first sat down a few months ago. Only a few months ago. I know. It's amazing how things change and evolve. So there you go, folks. That's that's, that's a valuable opportunity. Valuable, valuable opportunity that Oliver is sharing with you. I implore you to take advantage of that. Um, and you will not be... You won't regret it, is what I'm trying to say. You will not be disappointed. You will be thoroughly... What's the opposite of disappointed? Joyful. I don't know. <laughs> satisfied. Contented. Um, beautiful. Like I said, you'll find all the show notes for this at brianhardy.ca forward slash Oliver. And uh, that's it. Thank All you right. so much, brother. Thanks, man. This has been great. This has been great. I'm glad you made the call. Mm -hmm. Okay. And all of you watching, listening, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for lending your attention to this conversation. I trust it's been valuable, entertaining, edutaining. You learned a few things. Maybe share this with someone that you know could benefit, with someone that uh, is struggling. You know, pay it forward. Pass it on. Because that's how this beautiful world continues to go around. So, until next time, keep redefining reality and have a beautiful week. Thank you for listening, my friends. 
You know what to do. If you appreciated this episode, head on over to iTunes. Give this podcast a subscription, a rating, and a review. It helps so much with getting more people to find the show, to tune into the show, and to potentially change their lives because of the information and the guests that we have on. So that would be so much appreciated. Until next time, love your life and keep redefining reality. from the evening dreaming about all the homies I believe in I have so much time to think I got sisters who are mothers and brothers who are fathers to me I was a young man old man only a kid man and I was dreaming about that promised land but I was stuck in my Stop.